0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sheridan Tates Season 2 Cast Q&A. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, and I play Sam Bailey and DeWitt on the show. Hello, I'm Virginia. I play Kate Sheridan on the show, and I write and produce with Trevor.
2: Jesse Steele, I play Bill Tyler.
3: Amitola Lomas, I play
1: Maria Sol.
0: Ezra J. Wayne, I play Ned Laroe.
1: We got some great questions for this one and uh, just a whole bunch of new people on this one- Q&A that we didn't have last season. So very mm-hmm. much looking forward to this. We're going to be doing another one of these with our uh, writers and behind the scene crew um, next week. So keep an eye out for that. But for now, we're just going to focus on questions kind of about the acting process and our experience being in the Sheridan tapes, so Virginia, why don't you kick us off with our first question? All right,
4: I would be happy to. So, uh, live from my dog's travel crate to your ears, uh, because I am on the road. Is question one? Uh, this is for everybody. How are you brought in to? How are you brought on to join the show? This is from Aries Jimenez. Hello, Aries. Uh, they, them. So this is for everybody. Um, let's start with Jesse.
2: So, uh, Trevor had been doing his other podcast series, Homestead on the Corner. And we had met from doing some actual physical live theater, which used to be a thing. Um, and he had mentioned that he was doing these podcasts and I said, I'd love to do something just for fun, for voice acting. And, uh, we've done a couple. And at that point he mentioned he was doing the Sheridan tapes and it was going to be a more, you know, serial thing. And I was like, uh, trying to be cool and be like, yeah, you know you want some help, I, I'll give you a hand. But really, I'm going, please pick me. I want to be on it so bad. And then he goes, no, no, I already thought about you and have a part. I'm like, yeah, I mean, oh man, yeah. Whatever. just hit me up. It's it's what it is. And that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I mean, you Perfect. were you were in there
1: from the start, pretty much. I think I approached you, both you and Virginia, like right after I asked Aaron if she would be willing to come back to play Anna,
2: because
1: you were on that first excruciatingly long table read of, you know, those first three episodes.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you told me Aaron was doing it and Aaron and I had just recently started a play together. So we were pretty close and she's great and so I was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm I in. mean, in. nah, no, cool." Okay. <laughs> Do what you know. It's
1: whatever. It's it's, you know, you don't really care.
2: Yeah. yeah
4: <laughs> what about you, Ami? You want to go next?
3: Heck yeah. So for me, it was at a point in my life at least where everything was kind of swirling into a massive hurricane of You never see anyone or do anything, and, like, constant exhaustion. So, you know, I hadn't seen Trevor for our weekly hangouts in a while, and uh, we were finally talking for some, I think it was pancakes. We used to have pancake Saturdays, and it was glorious. And he said, hey, I'm doing this podcast. Do you want to have a small part in it that's in a couple of episodes? And it was kinda like <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. It was kinda like someone opening a door to Narnia and be like, Oh yeah, come check out my uh my entryway. And it's just very exciting. I was like, Yeah, you know, I love podcasts. I'll be in a podcast. Can I act? And I was secretly very, very pleased when it turned out to be more than just a couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, as was I. And yeah, for those who don't know, I've mentioned it a couple of times and various other things, but Ami is actually the person who really got me into fiction podcasts in the first place. So she's really the one who's responsible for me being here at this point. She, she started me down this path and I was just returning a favor. Sweet.
4: <laughs> Heck yeah, Ami. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well done.
4: Um, Ezra, how about you next?
0: Well, I auditioned for this podcast. And was hired to do this role. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, It was actually, I saw it, I think, on Twitter is where I saw the casting call. And um, I was actually under the impression that it was a much smaller role. I don't know why I thought that, but I thought that it was like a bit role. So when I actually got it and like Trevor sent me an email that had like a brief on the character, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Like I was very excited.
4: (laughs) That's awesome. That's like a universal experience. It sounds like the people are like, oh, this is a small thing. And then Trevor's like, it's four seasons. Um,
1: (laughs) Buckle in. It's because I don't want (laughs) to scare people off. (laughs) Or because I don't realize how big the role will
2: be. Totally. Ezra, did you... uh, Now, spoiler alert, I'll give everybody half a second. Did you know that you were Dwight? At that point, or was that later? Because I know you knew way before I knew, I knew um, but when did you know? I knew know? immediately after casting, after I
0: had accepted the role, and I, cool. I assumed there was a contract involved. I don't remember, but um, <laughs> I don't <think> there was <laughs> what, <laughs> whatever had happened in that process, <laughs> when I had officially accepted the role was when I knew. Sweet. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then- Virginia, I, how about you? Thank
4: you, Jesse. I joined, uh, yeah, it was explained earlier, Trevor just- invited me into it uh I also was very pleased when it turned out to be more than just a few episodes I wasn't sure at first how often Kate would be in the show and at first I was just playing Kate so pretty low involvement and then of course near the end of season one I wrote an episode and then uh it was like a month after that that I sent Trevor a very long email explaining why I thought it would be a really good idea for me to help him write season two and like get my elbows yeah. deep into it. So here we are. <laughs> here we are.
2: Right, exactly. Virginia, did you write the episode in the first season where I sang? I did. Yeah. That I thought that was you. That was my favorite one. No offense. No, that but, that
1: is uh, one of my favorite too. That's that's I, why. It was, yeah, it was great.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, I think my favorite my favorite episode was written by
2: Virginia too. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, you can just leave. No, Fair no <laughs> oh, okay. No. First of all, Trevor.
1: hey Trevor, how you were you brought agree. on yeah. you're the to best. join the show? Trevor, <laughs> um, well, I've been yeah, I've been stuck with my creative <laughs> projects my entire life, and so um, no, no getting away from them, I guess. All right, we're gonna move on to yeah, we got to move through these
4: questions. Question two, uh, also from Aries. This is for Ezra. What was it like playing Ned, knowing that no one but you, Trevor, and Virginia knew his true
0: identity for most of the season? It was uh, a lot of fun. It felt like having a a cool, neat little secret. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was actually uh, not as difficult to keep the secret as, you know, you would think, because I didn't know anything about the podcast (laughs) <laughs> at the time, like I had, didn't know who DeWitt was really like Trevor had given me some recommended listening scenes and I listened to them or I, a couple of them. I even just read the transcript because I didn't want to know too much because we talked about mm. it and I had asked Trevor how much of DeWitt he wanted in Ned to come through. And he was like, well, no, not really any at the beginning, at least. And so I just like didn't pay attention to DeWitt at all. Be, other people would reference DeWitt and I would have no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> i knew like the very basic gist so it was it was fun but it was also not as hard as it would be if i had been listening to the podcast previously i think
1: that was very intentional because i mean in the both the writing and the acting we wanted to treat ned as his own person you know throughout and you know just you just had to know he was not you know exactly what he seemed and was in fact you know much older and that that's really yeah all you needed to
2: i was so glad you guys kept that a secret and didn't let us know because like there was a lot of really cool moments with that mm-hmm. and I I wouldn't have played it that way if Jesse mm-hmm. knew that that was you know what I mean so I was so glad to not know and then when we did the episode where he's revealed you guys didn't even let me see the script until we go yeah. <laughs> so I was like why what's gonna happen oh my god I, <laughs> I hadn't seen the script <laughs> so, either so
0: I also didn't nice. know how the reveal was gonna go I was very excited about that that was super cool <laughs>
1: well done yeah. that was a lot of fun
4: Okay, question three. This is for Ami. Have you gotten to provide input on the development of Maria over the course of the series? This
3: comes from Kat Thompson. Well, some in season one, and of course, the super, super awesome discussion with Virginia in season two. And uh, I'll be honest, a lot of throwing things at the wall like, hey, what about this headcanon for Maria? What about this? How about this? What about (laughs) this? I'm gonna draw this. I think she would say this. And, uh... Uh, cannons I was dreaming up, it was just fun to make them up and, you know, hear Trevor and Virginia laugh and be like, oh, my God, how do you think about those things? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you are a font of ideas. It's, it's always fun talking with you about Maria. And yeah, we um, worked together and like had a discussion about uh, episode 31 before Maria's whole uh, episode where she talks about her family because I wanted it to feel like personal to Ami and I wanted to include like things about her family in it um and so she I interviewed her, and she gave me a bunch of material that I wove uh into it and yeah i'm I'm really happy with how that came out and with how much input you've had into Maria's character and like some of the ideas that we can't talk about <laughs> yet that you've had for her.
3: It was a very, very cool feeling to be asked about you know this something kind of personal like family history and then see it portrayed. It was very cool oh. and very humbling.
4: Yeah. It made it very special. Okay. Well, let's uh let's see. Question four, also from Aries. This is for everybody. Uh well, let's see, Trevor can probably answer this for us. Uh, what are the logistics of recording and acting in remote separate locations across the country and across the world <laughs> sometimes? Well,
1: what they yeah. are is difficult, but uh, <laughs> specifically, uh, it's usually a case of just finding times that work for everyone. Usually I email out to everyone saying, hey, this is when we're going to be doing these episodes. You, we need you for these many days. You know, what's your schedule kind of look like? We take that, compare it, you know, do just basic scheduling stuff and find times that will work for what we need to do. Get that schedule out to everyone. Uh usually it's the episodes, at least this season we've recorded in blocks of about anything from three to I think our biggest block was seven episodes um all at once.
4: That was too uh, much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was that was a little <laughs> bit too much. But it worked out in the end. Um
4: Yeah, we're yeah, here now. <laughs> yeah.
1: So and then those episodes are broken down by which actors are in them, so we can, you know mix and match them depending on who's able to be there on the day. We get everyone on a Zoom call uh, just so we can see and hear each other and actually, you know, act and react off to each other in as close to real time as Zoom will let us. Um, and then everyone just mm-hmm. records uh, individually on their end just so we have the best quality audio. We collect that through Google Drive or WeTransfer or other tools like that, bring it all together, synchronize it um, on my end in the uh, edit. And then just uh, go from there. Um,
4: And at any point in this process, we could have to reschedule or redo recordings, um, sometimes more than once. (laughs) It happens. happens. Yes, it does happen. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember a lot of May, personally. Um, That's when we were shooting (laughs) the last third shooting, recording the last third of the season and... It's was like a bunch of scenes with a bunch of different characters and different iterations of characters. So it was like a jigsaw puzzle a little bit. Like tonight, we're doing three different episodes, and your
1: characters feel very different in all of them. Go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but especially in that block, I just, as the director, had to just every time we started seeing, I had to, I just took. Okay, everyone, this is where we're at in the series. This is where your character is at. You know, emotionally, <laughs> yeah. mentally. This is what has just happened. In case you can't remember, because. We're recording six episodes at once um i mean not all mm-hmm. at the same time but you know in a row in a big long bol- um block but yeah that's yeah. kind of B- bless you yeah. for hanging
0: in there yeah Everyone. the fact that they were out of sequence like a lot of the time we were recording different episodes out of order is just a testament to your direction really because it all turned out so cohesive and like the way it needed to be so kudos
1: to you mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah no yeah. but I, I it's a you know last season we recorded everything you know in order but week by week by week so it was every single week we were asking for a bit of people's time and we wanted to concentrate it a bit more just to make it a little bit more manageable for everyone that did make it a lot harder on the production and scheduling side obviously but I think it was worth it in the end
4: mm-hmm. yeah all right well next question is for Jesse how much of yourself as a person do you put into playing Bill, and what do you enjoy most about playing him? Also from Aries. Thank you, Aries.
2: Oh, Aries is mm-hmm. the best. Um, I guess, you know, I, I'm not bisexual. I'm not a cop. I'm not a broken down Mormon. I'm not, <laughs> you know, all these things. So these are all things that are different for me. Um, so that was the first thing that I loved about my character was it's like, because I didn't know I was bi in the first season. I I thought that he was just a gay man with a partner. And so it's like, great, this is cool, because I get to actually go somewhere with this and not just be like, I'm a big tough cop, or hey, I'm gay, or whatever. I wanted to find the truth behind it and not be stereotypical and lame, because that's yeah, not what I'm don't meant. like stereotypical and, um,
4: characters in this show. Yeah,
2: clearly, clearly. <laughs> and so that was what it, the The thrill for me of that whole thing was how do I, because it's so easy just to, to come on like a bit part and just say, okay, I'm a cop, okay, I I'm a cop and I'm here to be a tough guy cop, blah blah blah. And it's like that wasn't the case, and so I just really paid attention to Bill and what he was saying, what he was doing, and, and you know, it's from Trevor and from conversations I was having with everybody in the scripts. How are they talking to me? Because then that tells me who I am. So it's easy for me to read a thing and say, oh, he's tough, but but if somebody. Talks to me like, oh, hi, Bill. Well, clearly, I'm not that tough, you know. And so um, that's, you know, and that's just an example, one little thing. So, what I realized was it's got to be broken down to what is Bill at his core, you know? Why does the breaking up Mormon family thing and the parents, you know, hating him, other than the obvious reasons behind that? Why does that hurt so bad? Why um, does the the chief? betraying everybody hurt him personally so bad why is he lying all season uh, to protect this guy when clearly he knows he's a jerk you know and it realizes this for bill his root is he will give anything he has for the people that he loves and cares about mm-hmm. and that is me to mm-hmm. a team like i I can't even go to a boss and ask for a raise because I know that puts them out a little bit, you know, and so it's really hard for me to do that. And that's what made me realize with Bill, that's where we're the same person. Is I just the people I care and love about, I will do anything for them, and that's who Bill is at his core. So everything that he's gone down this road this season, where it made him a little bit even less likable, because the first season it was very much like the well, hi Andy, kind of Barney Fife, you know, I'm the buddy coming in and saying hi and okay, well, we'll karaoke next time. And then I leave and until the end of the season. you kind of build up a little bit. So there wasn't much to work with then. But then this season it's, you know, there's so much character arc that it, it made me realize that's, that's who he is. And that's what it's all about. And by doing this lying and stuff, it's because he's protecting the people he loves, not realizing that he's hurting them more. And I can relate to that in my real life. I've, I've done that multiple times. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where, it you know, for the things that we aren't the same, that comes down to we're exactly the same in that. So hopefully that answered That's a great
4: answer. Thank you, Jesse. Um, okay, next question is for me. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kate's character development over the course of the last season from Kat Thompson? Um, Oh, gosh. I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing this season two stuff. Um, Kate's like turning point that happened to her in Iowa, which is told in episode 44, like fueling this leap of faith for her and this desire to make up for her mistakes with Anna Um, being on her own journey of discovery. Like she's trying to find herself as much as she's trying to find Anna. And she still has all of the blind spots uh, that she's always had that are kind of preventing her from being that full badass that she is. So she's got like these two opposing desires pulling on her for like, her dedication to her family and her work and her hometown and also this part of my family that is missing which is Anna I never really connected to her well I didn't ever defend her like I should have when we were little and now there's this like chance to leave the nest to go find her I, it's it's just so fun um yeah on a number of levels I've been stretched a lot this season uh developing this story and uh i think this is only the beginning for kate's character development like she has a a long way to go i feel like and uh yeah so sorry i am in a dog crate that's getting hotter and hotter so i think that's oh no <laughs> no i'm fine though
3: is that some sort of euphemism? it is,
4: it is literal uh <laughs> are you okay okay that's probably my answer i'm great no i'm fantastic
2: do you need us to let you out
4: air myself out if i need to so (laughs) wow this is a really authentic (laughs) q a uh okay yeah so that's my thoughts i had a lot of fun doing it there's a lot going on and yeah i think she has she has a lot of ways to still be uh less like I don't know. She's got some problems to work through that are making her not the most, uh, like, she's like really prone to denial, I think, as a, a lot of these characters are. Bill, Bill and Kate have that in common. <laughs> so bees
1: in a pod there. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's
4: why they get along so well. I mean, not just that. There's other reasons, but it's that's one thing they have in common for sure. Um, okay, well, question seven. This is hilarious. Everything always feels so smooth. Do, be- <laughs> Do people ever get through the long monologues in one take from Cannon Stein?
2: Let's <laughs> well, count how many gray hairs Trevor has before we answer this question. <laughs> they, are, they are coming in pretty quick. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know who gets through the take on the first go is mm-hmm. Mike, always. Oh, Mike can always just like deliver an entire speech. i d- not. He just gets that. through it. Never in my life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> comes. That's what comes from reading audiobooks for a living.
0: <laughs> He's a machine.
1: Yeah. And medical textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, not even I get through my long monologues that I've written. Um, that's my writing style tends to be a bit long winded and tends to twist around itself quite a bit. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And just the fact just the fact of people need to take breaths in the middle of it or, you know, things, just basic human things like that. It just, yeah, the long monologues are never one-take wonders. Erin's got
2: to have the hardest time. She's got 10 pages sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, for sure. And yeah, and then on episode 44, when it was just a long monologue of Virginia... How many planes do you think went overhead yeah. during recording that? Oh, my God. Every plane in L.A. <laughs> I don't even know.
4: Um, yeah. That was in like four sections as well.
1: Um, and yeah, that's something we generally do as well for those long things is we just break them up into generally, right. you know, like at, at major turning points, we try and, you know, stop and then just focus on doing those sections one at a time um, just for the sake of the performance. Um yeah. yeah,
4: and that's a, I think that's why things feel smooth because we determine ahead of time this is where the stopping point is and so we can talk about, like, the emotion that's happening up and to that point and then we start, like, you know, back up a line before it and then we keep going. So we really try to organize it so that it it is easy to keep it smooth-sounding between all of the takes.
3: For me, I've learned to uh, keep like set a realistic pace because I know I'm going to stumble. Hmm. So if I set a pace slower than I normally talk and do thoughtful pauses on some of the words like Trevor has coached me to do, (laughs) then when I do stumble, nobody can tell. That's not really my normal pattern of speech, but it's very useful and I fall into it now sometimes. Nice. (laughs) Like uh, airplane voice versus Sheridan tapes voice. It's pretty useful, actually. Sounds very intentional, I think. (laughs) nice
2: yeah um i think one thing that helps do is we do multiple takes mm-hmm. like i know especially when it's like just me and trevor we'll be doing something and we'll do like four takes and so we'll do like one take okay now try it like this now here's a couple notes try it like this and then usually he gives me the last one like okay now just just do something and go a place with it go whatever and usually that's the good one and so but at that point I've got to see, oh, this is what I'm trying to say. My subtext is this. So by the time the actual recording take that he takes, I've already gone through it four times in a row and it's right there. So I think that's with everybody, I'm sure, is probably why it sounds so clear is because it's not just and go, you know, we're multiple takes until it's right.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, it's a bit like a mix of rehearsal and recording. Yeah. Especially since
1: we don't have time to record because we're trying right. to, or sorry, we don't have time to rehearse because we're putting out so many of these so quickly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a testament to all of the actors in this too. Everybody's so good that we don't, you know, ever have to just be like, okay, come on, Jesse, catch up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like everybody just jumps right in. We all like each other. We all get exactly what's supposed to be happening and we just do it. And I think that's a testament to not only the casting process, but the cast that actually is in the show, you know, good. Yeah. To everyone. yeah it's yes. Super, I think, super um, fun working with all of you. So it's funny great.
0: because right for,
3: back at you for
0: this show in particular, I get a lot out of the table reads and I don't mm. feel like I usually do. Mm. Um, especially if something that's remote, but for the Sheridan tapes in particular, I get a lot out of a table read. That's interesting. Like in what way? Um, I don't know because For a lot of the scripts, you did send them to us ahead of time and I would read over them. But when we're in the table read, for some reason, I'm like, okay, I absolutely see what you were doing with this. When like it doesn't really make that Hmm. same connection when you're just reading it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then I show up to the recording session and I'm ready, right? Because you don't need that first garbage take because (laughs) you already did that. And for some reason, like this show in particular, maybe it's just, um, I can't say that. That sounds like I'm dragging other people. Um, I just, I appreciate the way you write and produce the show is helpful to me
1: personally. Well, thank you. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> and I think the table read helps because it's the first time everyone's in there and bringing their own energies and ideas into, you know, what they you know think the script is going to be. And they all mesh together. And then that that's, we let that kind of, you know, simmer before the recording session.
4: Yeah. So. All right. Let's uh, move to the next question here. This is from Kat Thompson. As the writer and actor, Trevor, this is for you. Is it hard not to make Sam the center of the story or give him all the best lines? Um,
1: I don't. It, it, I don't think it's that hard because honestly, pretty like early in season one, I was really not feeling great about Sam Bailey, and I was considering having him really be sidelined in season two. Um, <laughs> just because I get I at least in season one, I was super self-conscious about my performance and about where the character was going by the end of the season. I kind of like, okay, now I really understand Sam and I really connect to him and you know, I want to see his story continue. Um, but yeah, it was, um, I'd say, I mean, I really like Sam Bailey's story. I like what his character represents and the arc he's had and where he's going. Um, and there is a temptation that, you know, Especially with season one, that was very much Sam's story, um, in terms of him figuring out who he was, you know, season two and onward, it's much more of an ensemble show. Um, it's much more, you know, everyone is a, you know, main, you know, kind of has, is a focal point of their own story and we're telling all of them in parallel. Um, so it is, yeah, a matter of kind of balancing that out, making sure everyone has their moments to shine and has a compelling arc that, you know, gives them plenty to, you know, chew on, um. You know, because season one, you know, as much as, you know, you know, Bill and Maria and Kate all took bigger roles as the season went on, they were still all kind of, you know, bit parts and they had a few bigger scenes and, you know, some arcs, but, you know, making sure in this season's in particular that they all had, you know, their own story that could kind of stand on its own two feet and would give people a lot to do with their characters and yeah, mm-hmm. make them all, you know, it's not redemption arcs necessarily, but it is, you know, kind of showing the different sides to these characters and who they are through these, you know, through their actions and through where the story went. Um, So it's just a matter of finding that balance and, you know, putting Sam by himself in the mountain for a little while was a good way to make sure he wasn't (laughs) completely driving the story this season. Um, And it felt nicer to have kind of that more, you know, you know, not necessarily a background role, but more of, you know, one part of an ensemble um, felt a lot more comfortable, comfortable for me um, as an actor. And, Made me feel less Mm -hmm. like I just cast myself as the lead in this show. Um, You know, nothing wrong with that, especially for low-budget productions. But you know, still, it was it was good to have you know a whole bunch of other characters to work with and bounce off of this season, both as an actor and then in terms of as a storyteller. You know, with these different arcs going through.
4: I'll also say it's really fun to give other people really good lines and like really good things to play with because I love seeing people get. Like, really into it of like something that I wrote or something that Trevor wrote. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad you like it. It's like so fun <laughs> to act with that kind of energy. So, yeah, yeah. It's just fun to give other people good things. Yeah. Uh, question nine. This is, ooh, for Ezra, this is a two parter oh. uh, from a couple different people. What differences did you try to add to distinguish Ned from DeWitt aside from the accent second part? What's it like playing a character that Trevor has already played in a different way?
0: That's a really good set of questions. Um, Who asked that?
4: That's Cannon Stein and Anonymous. Nice.
0: Thank you. Um, So the first one was, what did I do to distinguish Ned from DeWitt? Yes. Um, Well, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I didn't read too far into DeWitt um, as far as his mannerisms and, you know, how he presents himself because it was largely irrelevant to me for most of the season. So I was like, you know, it's it's kind of like Jesse said, it's better that I didn't know hmm. because I feel like it definitely helped make Ned into his own person, which is what Trevor and Virginia wanted from me. Um, so I kind of just had fun with it. I kind of just was like, I would try things and be like, okay, this is this is weird. This is weird. This is wild. But hear me out. Like, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I've talked about this one before, but there was one specific line. I don't remember what it was. I was like, Virginia, this is coming off gay. This is coming off really gay. Is that fine? And she was like, yes, do it. Do it. I was like, cool. So I'm like this overly amorous figure in Bill's life now who is like, you know antagonizing his boyfriend and like stirring up trouble and flirting with anything that, that was walks. such a
2: funny shoot that was great whatever you call this shoot recording yeah, session yeah. that was one of my favorite things we did all season that was oh so my funny god
0: i just had a ball you know and i figured from what i knew of dewitt from what i understood you know when you're a being that has been around for centuries maybe thousands of years however long as long as people have been around almost you're like you're gonna be fucking Oh, excuse me. Can I can I say that?
1: Yes, yes, you can swear. <laughs> right. You're gonna be fucking
0: bored. You like you're know. going to be so tired of it. You're gonna be going ape. Like you're going to be getting weird at that point. Like he's mm-hmm. run through so many personas and so many lives. And I was under the impression, I didn't know because um, Trevor and Virginia didn't know. I think what was going to happen to Ned ultimately. But I was under the impression he would probably die at the end of the season, or like quote unquote die, or go in a freezer or whatever. Mm. I was like, he's having a good time. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to be weird. And it ended up paying off, I guess. Yeah, yep. it definitely did. Because we didn't... We couldn't,
5: uh,
2: yeah.
0: we couldn't just outright kill Ned, so...
2: <laughs> you probably can't. <laughs> yeah, who knows,
4: really.
1: I, I'm just going to come out and say that that was on the cards uh, and in the initial discussions of where the, the season was going to end up that Ned wouldn't make yeah. it out of season two. But we decided to change that just because... We love working with you so much you and had so much there's fun there's just so much so much more room for where ned can go thanks to those layers you put in just by you know yeah. being willing to go for what was out there and what was strange so
4: yeah yeah like pretty soon after recording that first episode that ned's and we were like by um
0: really no we- <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so sweet i love that thank you um i think actually I more used DeWitt and particularly there's a speech that he gives. I believe it's at the end of the first season, like his last appearance gives a speech. Um, But again, I'm not sure because Trevor just sent me these scenes that I listened to them, but um, he's like talking about how fucking old he is and the things he's seen, you know, um, that's, it's kind of more about what I did bring over from Trevor's personification of DeWitt Rather than what I tried to do differently. Because I don't think I consciously did anything differently. But there were elements that I tried to include. I tried to bring a sort of mystery. And like vague worldliness. um, Mm. A little bit of awkwardness. So like some things that would indicate that something was weird. If that makes sense. So I think I kind of used. I kind of used what I liked as a springboard. To then branch off and do something that was completely different in different ways, if that makes sense.
4: Yeah. I love that. I love how you mentioned worldliness and awkwardness because that you that's a really unique combo, I feel like. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, A thousand years old and still awkward as all hell. <laughs> I think he does it on purpose. <laughs> just to make people uncomfortable. There's no hope yeah. for a lot of us. He just wants to make people uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that after all of these however many years, uh, human beings still interest him. So he likes to play with
2: them. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Because it's a different perspective. Yes. you would, Your character would have on humanity. The rest of us are a part of it. You're not. So you're pretending to be because that's what you are is a perfect mimic. But you're like, OK, this is really interesting. I want to see this. go. That's super interesting. That's really cool. And I'm glad that your character will be here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We can see what else happens. <laughs> All right.
4: So this is a fun one. This is from Ares. For everybody, what's your favorite recording memory? And I want to go first. Uh, episodes 37 and 40 with Ezra and Jesse, because those were so fun. Like the Trapped in the Mind action a, the episode. Mine and the Mind and the Karaoke episode. And the Karaoke Yes.
0: Totally.
1: Those, that's
2: mine too. Totally. Easily.
1: Pure chaos. Pure, pure yeah, yeah. chaos. <laughs> pure chaos. So it, pure fun. chaos.
2: <laughs> I mean, just recording the karaoke, we couldn't figure out how to do it on Zoom, so we had uh Virginia thing at first and then I got her recording and then sang to the recording so that we could link it together because otherwise Zoom
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that
2: was that was really fun. What I loved about those was the um my whole favorite arc of the whole thing was this like trio of, you know, flirty things going on. <laughs> so starting from the beginning with Ezra, and I'm like, wait a second. I've been with Rob since high school. What's going on here, guys? And they're like, just roll with it. So then we got these whole little things back and forth. And I'm sitting there going, oh, this is kind of fun. We got this little flirty undertone subtext thing. And then I'm like, okay, so that was just not a thing. And then all of a sudden here I'm going with Kate. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Bill's like the town fuck boy or something. And, so, and that, it just made it so fun to go those different places with mm-hmm. that while trying to maintain who Bill is and what he's supposed to be doing this season. And then all of a sudden I'm, flirting with her, flirting with her. And that was just so much fun. And that karaoke episode in particular, how it just took a big turn at the end. It was like, whoa, shit. (laughs) Didn't see that
4: coming. Yeah. Ned wasn't getting flirted with enough note taken.
0: He wasn't getting enough attention. So he had to just commit a crime.
4: Yes. We've all been there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, um, Aside from that episode, I really enjoyed the episodes with Hyde and Amanita oh, yeah. because Alejandra and Tal mm. are just so excellent, and I just thought that oh, yeah. is actually the episode that is my favorite episode of the season that I said. I think Virginia wrote. Yeah, the mushroom. Okay. thing yep. that's one yes. of my favorite mushroom one. Yeah, yeah. that Very was good to me, and I was really funny. I it really was pretty much Tal uh, as an actor because it was we've worked together in production and they've directed me and I've worked on shows that they produced, but that was the first time we have acted together and that was
1: awesome. I'm still so so pissed off. I couldn't make it to that recording, Sasha. I really wish I was. Oh,
4: That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Trevor wasn't feeling well.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was just so creepy. It was so much fun. Alessandra was just wonderful. And I didn't realize we had met before. So then on Instagram, we connected and I'd sent her a picture that I found of, it was just a random picture of a girl turning into mushrooms. (sniffs) And I was like, oh, look, it's you. And so then we started talking and we're like, wait a minute. We've actually met before. And it's like, what? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that was really cool. Yeah, one of the things uh, she did up in Mammoth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that that was the same person. And so then we started talking about it. And it's like, that's rad. She's cool. But that was just so awkward being in that moment of like, Letting her be this weird, possessed thing that was so cool, and then trying to be the rock of this—you know, I'm locked in. I'm a cop. I'm this going. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah,
4: slowly losing control of the situation, that turns uh-huh. to show such <laughs> a good episode. Yeah. What about you, Ami?
3: I think my favorite was, uh, and this is my favorite because it was my most genuine reaction to something. Like you know, like which has been mentioned, we typically get the scripts beforehand. I read them wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, whoever I'm with, you know, nobody can tell the difference anyways. I'm always reading something. So the episode where the band's back together, I don't have the episode name memorized. I feel vaguely like I'm the only one who (laughs) does. No, it's all good. Where they're all planning, it's just about the season finale of season two, and Sam's being his, like, you know, kind of, not sulky, but brooding, brooding self, and trying to sneak outside and... You know, he's like, I'm just going to oh, go out 46. this way. And I'm picturing him like, yep. yeah, like in a fedora trying to sneak out, be very tough. And here's Kate. She's like, <laughs> Sam Bailey, you come in right now. And like, I knew that moment was coming. I had read that moment. I liked that moment. <laughs> but as soon as you said it, Virginia, my reaction just burst from me. And it was exactly what Maria's reaction was supposed to be. And it was the most genuine I have been on this podcast because it... Delighted me to the depth <laughs> of my soul.
0: <laughs> I love when that happens. That was um,
2: absolutely that,
3: that was wonderful. Like I feel like Inner Maria would be holding a thing of popcorn, just like eating it down as she watches this drama of Sam trying to be, you know, brooding and thinking about things. And Kate's like, "Oh, I see you. Come on, you haven't eaten. I've been watching you. And just the clashing. <laughs> yeah, I love it." I would watch things like that in real life, and sometimes I do, um, just for fun. Just for fun. It's the drama. I love it. It was a- the <laughs> only good kind of drama. It was
4: a very AMI moment, I feel like, to just have you in the background <laughs> being oh, <for> like,
3: you. <laughs> 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 you know, my little sister told me last week that I am a pot stirrer, but not the kind that wants to be in the pot. Just, like, watch it from a distance and see it explode. And I feel like that's a very Maria trait, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think all of the favorite episodes that we have are a testament to how good of a job you guys did writing these characters. Cause they're, I mean, like I had such places to go this season. That was so amazing. As an actor, you can't thank people enough. Yeah. Right. It, it's just, wow. I'm not just, this is me and I'm supposed to be this. You know, I get the chance to go these different places. Like the one I loved was trying to make, um, make food for, was it Sam? Is that the one I was making chicken? Mm. and and it's terrible <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing it's right towards the end of the season and I, the subtext clearly is I'm about to lose my shit but I'm trying to be like nope we're gonna make food and this is what's gonna happen uh, you know and it was just such a cool way like Ares actually wrote me uh, after hearing that episode and was like I didn't realize you had that much range. That was incredible. And I'm like, huh? You know, but it's because it was written so well, it gave me so many places to go. And with every character in the whole series, that to me, like just while I'm totally a fan. Like it has nothing to do with being in it. I'm just like, oh man, that character's so good. Oh that character's so good. You know, that's that's what I tell people when I'm listening to it, is like, oh, you need to hear Ezra in this one, this is rad. You know, or whatever, and it's uh it's just a testament to how good of a job not only everybody's done, but you as writers, you made real characters, and that's Thank hard you. to do. So Thank well you so done. Much.
4: I'm a big fan of the show too. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh this is a good segue. Is there a scene from season two that felt meaningful you meaningful to you to perform and did you have a favorite character moment? So this is same kind of stuff we're talking about right now.
0: Um who wants to go first? Um, I have one off the top of my head. Perfect. Uh, I have, it's one I've talked about before, but um, it's one of the very last scenes I have in the season, um, and it's when Ned and Sam are standing in the desert, and Sam calls him Dewitt, and he says, "You know, call me Dewitt again. I'll tear the skin from your bones mm-hmm. right here." Um. When he says, DeWitt is who I was, LaRoe is who I am. That resonated so deeply with me personally. Like, I read the script and I was like, yes, yes, this is my <laughs> shit. Like, that's, um, I think, was definitely my favorite scene to perform. Like, I had a lot of fun recording other episodes, but that was my favorite bit of Ned that I got to perform. And mm-hmm. I really, really love that scene so much.
4: Yep. I'm glad that that's in there. I, I think that's that's just really cool that I I love getting to add things like that, that I know are going to connect with our actors because I want this to feel personal. I think we both do. We want this to feel personal for people. Make
2: make it worth it for us. Right. I think my favorite, because there was a lot of really cool stuff that I got to do this season. So I'm super happy about everything really, but I'd have to say my favorite thing was the little love triangle going on (laughs) because it gave me, it got to show who Bill is. And in the end, I didn't cheat on Rob. Mm-hmm. I didn't take off and do other things. I got to have that moment with Rob where he thought I was. And the whole time that was never even in my mind. You know, I'm a flirty person mm-hmm. and that's, that's that. But yeah. in the end, it wasn't going to happen. Bill, Bill just flirts. Yeah, and that's it's me. That's flirts. what I brought to the, to the table. Doing. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad yeah. that's yeah. how it went. Yeah, Aries, that's what I brought to the table was I'm a man for. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was concerned. But, you know, the whole that was my favorite part, I think, was building all the layers together of I'm keeping a secret I'm exhausted, but I can't really let people see I'm exhausted, you know, and all these things that I'm doing. Now I've got people flirting with me and I'm trying to maintain all of that, my boss, all these things. But in the end, what really mattered was I got to have that moment mm-hmm. with Rob where we got to have it out and then open that door back to this is OK. This is what mm-hmm. we are. And this is amazing. You know, And that, that was that was probably my favorite part was really getting to build that. Um, that was fun and singing karaoke. Cause <laughs> who the hell sings Irish ditties at karaoke unless you're not paying for the rights to songs? Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh, sure. do they have any
3: uh, license-free music we could sing at the karaoke bar? Yeah, I think my the episode that was most special to me in season two was Maria's Cave episode because it was it was something really really deep to kind of have my character saying things I have heard my entire life over and over. And like that moment when I was saying what my dad would always say, you know, be good. If you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful. Don't get caught. It just, it almost gave me chills, honestly, because <laughs> that's what you hear every time. Every time you leave the house, he says that every time you're on the phone, he says that. And, uh, I think my favorite reaction to it was my little sisters who listened to the episode and she hasn't listened to anything else, but she listened to that one, which was a big deal. And she got caught up in it and she didn't realize that was what dad always says. And I watched her face at that part and she had this intensely quizzical look on and she paused and she said, there's something about this. There's something about this. Something about this is very familiar. What is it? <laughs> they said, well, clearly you haven't been paying attention. i having uh, nostalgia. <laughs> I think the only thing that could have been better is if I got to see my dad's face when he listened to that episode for the first time. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he's very Did he quiet. mention it to you? Oh, yes. That is one thing he will bring up unprompted. <laughs> He's a very taciturn guy, the kind of guy who'll, you know, fall 15 feet off of a catwalk at work and smash his face into the ground and not tell you anything for three weeks until you find out by yourself. But he brings up the Sheridan tapes every time we talk, (laughs) which is a big deal.
2: That's cool.
3: (laughs) And uh, he's pretty quiet. And one thing about him is that he just, he exists kind of on a deeper level where it's not always emotion you get from him and you can tell when he's happy because he just looks at peace for just a moment and that's how he looks when he's listening to the podcast <laughs> oh
2: that is cool. that is so
3: sweet <laughs>
4: um for me uh all of episode 44 was meaningful to perform um getting to write it and then perform it was really cool i put a lot of my own uh anxieties and fears and experiences into it and like in the form of the story that it took and um it took a lot out of me and i knew it would and i made it hard for myself because i was like this is important i need to get this out uh so it was really meaningful for me to do that and my favorite character moment was the last phone call that kate has with peter in episode 49 um where their little boy pops on the phone as well. And like getting to see how much her family pulls in her heartstrings and how much she's like having to hold herself back. And there's this like delicious agony. And I'm like, Oh, they sound so cute together. Like what? I I love that. We held that, like them interacting back until the end of the season. Like it's been alluded to the whole time, but we don't hear how cute it is until the end. And especially, especially the little boy
0: um oh my gosh was yeah. Ezra's um, son and very cute this child. is my real life son um I was gonna say that um that episode finally came out and it was recorded uh, months ago mm-hmm. uh and I listened to it and I was like is that is that Owen because he sounds so different now because little kids he's <gasps> about to be five and I was like there is, this doesn't even sound like the same child oh, anymore like oh my gosh <laughs> it Aww. was just so wild for me because you know you never like Think about what your child sounds like at any given moment. But I was like, wow, he talks so much better now. Like he was, he was a little baby and he's still a baby, but he's a little less baby. So I was like very emotional about that
4: too. Oh, wow. We caught like a little moment in time.
0: Yeah, (laughs) It's really, really cool. I'm glad glad that he got to do that for you guys. Oh, cool. What
1: about Uh, you, Trevor? Yeah, I would say probably... Favorite character moment for Sam this season was uh episode thirty-eight. Um mm. that it was just such a poignant um meditation on grief and depression, and really honestly, it just yeah, it got to me. Um and it was not necessarily the moment we expected to have in this season, but um that was a script that Virginia brought to me and Yeah, it was so perfect for for where Sam was and for showing how he feels about, you know, about Alan and about his friends and about where he is. And kind of that moment of deciding, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to, you know, you know, I'm going to, you know, start to live again. Um, That was that really was really, yeah, personal for me. And yeah, so I really that, that that's definitely the moment that really was the strongest for me this season
4: yeah you did excellent in that Trevor like also editing that and having that just just fine touch with the music and bringing that in when you did I like I think I have cried almost every time I've listened <laughs> to like the climax of that episode when he's describing Alan in the sunset and I wrote it so I know what it says but I still
1: <laughs> you will get to you <laughs>
4: yeah yeah um, okay. This is a fun question. A little, little more lighthearted. This is from Aries. Of course it is. Could you take the character you play in a fist fight? If not, what Sheridan tapes character do you think you could take in a
1: fight? <laughs> 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 Who wants to go first?
4: Um, I could not take Kate in a fight. I could only take people in a fight with ranged weapons under duress uh i am not very fighty so that's that's my answer
2: (laughs) well i learned earlier never mess with ami i don't think we recorded that part but no trust me internet land never mess with yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh could i take bill probably not because he's a trained police officer and i'm you don't know uh i could take mike for sure and I'm only just saying that to piss well, him off. But could you off. take
1: Morrison? Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm take no, Morrison, Mike. Take, Morrison, I take Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Mike, you're done. Uh, God, I don't, that's a tough, that's a great question. Who could I take in the fight? Probably nobody I can't me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm really large, so I might be able to take your but it wouldn't be because.
0: I don't know. I feel like. I'm I'm an army veteran and I'm a trained martial artist, so I feel like I could probably take Bill. I absolutely like Ned would obviously wash me.
4: <laughs> um and I feel like I feel
0: like Maria would beat my ass. Mm. She's yep. sneaky,
4: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
4: I wanted to say I could take Sam, but Sam Sam I feel like he can run kind of fast and like slip through little cracks.
1: Like <laughs> 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 it before
0: it's a problem. I feel like Ren Park would beat my ass too. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> well oh if, yeah uh, how much prep time does he have uh, yeah. if he has any yeah, at all it's, it's, over it's batman <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't think i could take any character in a fight just because i don't I, I don't i would be useless in a fight i just think wait no we're not fighting <laughs> that's your superpower <laughs> the fight you is don't you don't want to convince me. them that it's not happening yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And in that case i could probably convince sam we're not fighting um yeah that's true
0: <laughs> Sam is trying as hard as to convince Maria you though. If I, pissed, if
1: I pissed Maria off enough, she would definitely kill me. Um, <laughs> probably, uh, Bill. I could probably appeal to his emotional sensibilities. Um, and mm. I could take Russell, Kate, but Kate, I never would. Oh no, he's no.
4: such a
2: good boy. <laughs> <laughs> but but Russell is so fierce. <laughs> mm.
3: The fiercest.
2: I wouldn't mind fighting that little doll. just to have a scene just punted into the next (laughs) state
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah.
4: just don't look into her
3: eyes (laughs) I I feel like if I was fighting with Maria first off I've never fist fought anybody because you know fists all of my kind of no
2: need when there's swords
3: yes I was about to say all of my battles have been with swords actually so I don't know about fists like Theoretically, I've I've read a lot of things about how you're supposed to punch someone a certain way, but I can't remember which way that is. Um, so <laughs> fist fighting probably wouldn't go great.
2: Not this way. Good? <laughs> that way. Okay. <laughs> That's very helpful for
1: everyone listening to the podcast, Jesse. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh. So like, what if you
0: had a sword and then she had a hammer? Ooh.
3: Mm, well, see, it depends on which sword because I do have a sword collection and some of... <laughs> Okay, yes. Yes, I do. Some of the swords are the kind that if you're, hypothetically speaking, wearing a gauntlet, you can twist around sideways and like backward at the person. Um, but other swords are very much not flexible. And um, I actually have this one really, really cool katana that I, um, funny story, found in the woods And it's dated back to having been made at the end of the Middle Ages. And that one could probably survive the hammer really well. Like, I don't think the hammer would get that one. Ami, are you the chosen one?
0: Jesse's face right now. That's some magic shit. (laughs) Jesse just was absolutely flabbergasted. (laughs)
2: That sounds like Arthurian legend.
1: I've said it before, I will say it again. Ami is the inspiration for about 90% of the Sheridan tapes. (laughs) (laughs) She does not get enough credit.
3: My goodness. <laughs> I think with Maria, we're both very stubborn. So I'm, I'm just going to base this off of wrestling with my demonic sister. She's very strong. And if she pins you, you're down. But I don't give up. So, you know, if she pins me, I'll just sit there flailing for a good 20 minutes um, because I won't stop. And that might amuse Maria enough to throw her off guard so I could physically buck her off. And she might be interested enough in sword fighting that I could distract her that way. Though you, we'd have to clarify if this was like an actual stabby sword fight or like if it was a, oh, you totally would have stabbed me in the stomach and I have a thin score, you know? So we'll count that as a win for you.
1: I, I think we're, I think we're um, moving towards a uh, Im- Im- movable object, unstoppable force type thing here. Yeah. Just, it, it, <laughs> yeah, neither yeah. one of them would win. Um, yeah. They would just annihilate each other I, out of existence. They would never acknowledge the loss,
4: either of them. Yep. Yeah. Nope.
3: I would rather die. <laughs> so I don't Maria. think I could take Sam. Maria would probably, you know, she bullies Sam a lot, I think. But at the end of the day, I do think Sam is a very capable person mm. who has probably faced a lot of situations we don't know about. That's true. He has and, talked uh, about how
4: he's scrappy, like, in, in Heart, talking about, yeah. like, beating people up at school. So. oh Yeah. That's yeah. Cool.
3: And that's the worst kind of person to fight against because, like, they, you don't expect it. Hmm. And then they just dominate everything. Just cornered animal. It's not about, you know. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Or like, no, I could picture him being less like a cornered animal and being more like the person who's underestimated, which is the best person to be. And then situation comes to it and there's this duel happening and he just wipes the floor with them before anything even happens. They're like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened there? (laughs) Yep. I think I could amuse Bill enough that maybe he would give up on fighting me, mm. you know?
4: Oh, yeah, um, you could totally puns. draw him into, like, a rabbit trail. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Like, oh, gosh, you have some delicate sense of Clearly, just,
4: just start flirting with him. Or that, yeah. Oh, my God. Or something that he <laughs> perceives as flirting, <laughs> which is a lot of yeah. things. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> or sing karaoke with <laughs> him. <laughs> That'll change yeah. real quick. Turn it
4: into a karaoke <laughs> moment. Yeah. <laughs> karaoke battle. There you go.
2: I'm going to make a tier list for um, this later.
4: Okay. We got to let's keep this moving. Got a few more questions left. So, how difficult was Some Haunted Hour from Canon This is for me. Um, it was difficult. Uh, like I said, that was all my fault. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Um, I wanted it to be. Something that I could put all of uh, this, this stuff and anxieties and fears that I've experienced. I wanted to put all of that in there. Um, it was a privilege to do that. I'm really glad I got to do that. And uh, I think it made a really strong uh, point in K- Kate's story. Um, and it's something that she couldn't explain away. So uh, and writing it was easier than narrating it. It was the first episode that I wrote. Um, because I knew it'd be hard, even it's kind of came out in like one writing session, even still with some edits afterward, uh, narrating took a lot out of me. It took a lot out of me to record that thing also because there were a bunch of planes. So that's, that's my answer for that. Um, uh, all right. Ooh, okay. Ezra, uh, this is from Aries. How do you go about Playing a 10,000 or maybe he's 1,000 year old morally dubious tar monster. How much oh, do you that's... think about that when you play <laughs> Ned? That's
0: the whole question. How
4: much do I think about How do you okay. feel about playing that super old morally dubious tar monster?
0: Well, I think there's a lot of things, like I said before, that are in the back of my mind while I'm playing Ned that I'm not really consciously putting into the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more than anything else, I just play him like a person. Um, You know, a person who has insecurities, a person who has worries, a person who gets jealous, because I think something that is almost his undoing at a couple of points is how human he's really become in the process of imitating humans, Mm. because I think he genuinely does get a little bit jealous of Kate having Bill's attention. Mm -hmm. I think that he genuinely does, you know, feel bad about betraying Bill. I think he has all of these feelings going on. And I try to just play him as much like a real person as I can while still keeping in mind that he's not quite. And I think that the fact that he's not quite kind of eats at him too. I think there's a lot of incompleteness is what I would say goes Mm. into my mind the most. And I think he's looking for something and I don't know what it is and neither does he. So that's just kind of like what I let guide me. We're looking for it together.
1: <laughs> I like that. That's an excellent, yeah, perspective Good. on that character for sure.
0: Yeah, I have no idea if if that's what anybody who wrote him was going for, but that, that's Absolutely. what I.
4: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what we that's what we want to be there, and like we feel that when you read for him, so that's why it it worked so well. <laughs> yes. Um. Excellent. Okay. What's uh, this? Is for Trevor. What's something unexpected about season two that you've enjoyed? Because most of this is in your head. So what's what's an unexpected thing that you've enjoyed? I
1: mean, there was a lot unexpected about season two. Um, as Virginia will attest, I did not really know where we were going for season two when we got started with the writing process. Um I knew I wanted to do more of an anthology, or sorry, uh, an ensemble type uh, story this season with, you know, all the different, you know, characters um, on their own kind of journeys that slowly come together. I had no idea what that journey was going to be, really, for most of them. Um, I knew kind of vaguely where I wanted the characters to end up. Um, I knew I knew what the, you know, the end of the season would be with Revelation with uh, Ren and Isfa and, you know, the end of the world, um, and that would spin us off into season three, but. Yeah, um a lot in terms of the character's journeys, particularly Sam's and uh Ned's and Bill's really surprised me as we, you know, brought it together because again, we didn't really know who Ned was going to be until Ezra came on and surprised us with a lot of really interesting ideas and takes on the character that we, you know, incorporated into the other scripts. Um but yeah, to pin down one thing that surprised me the most, um I think, well, the most delightful surprise was um, just how creepy some of your episodes ended up being, Virginia. Um, I <laughs> loved getting uh, the dollhouse episode and the mushroom cult episodes. Like, this is messed up. I love it. Um,
2: <laughs> As she sits in a dog cage <laughs> <Yeah>. right now,
1: <laughs> sweating my ass off in my dog's crate. Yeah. But, yeah. But, and then uh, another thing in particular that surprised me was, uh, kind of with sam's journey just how much emphasis was placed um both in his story and his journey as a character and in the world building on kind of um emotion and empathy kind of as a source of power um particularly for a character who's kind of antisocial and (laughs) seems very kind of you know wants to be left alone but the fact that his powers are based on emotional connections to other people you know digs into that side of him that no he has a really big heart it's just it it gets broken a lot and you know, he tries to keep it hidden away a lot of the time. So yeah, that was those are probably the things that surprised me and delighted me the most about this season. Um that and just everyone's again, now now it's my turn to, you know, kiss up to everyone, but just how amazing everyone's performance was this season for their characters, um was an absolute delight seeing you all, you know, grow as actors and in your performances of these characters. Um was an absolute delight.
4: Oh, it's been so fun.
1: Okay, this is our last question. Uh, do you,
4: this, all of you, do acting outside of the Sheridan tapes? If so, what type of acting or projects do you do? If not, do you do any other creative works outside of voice acting? This is from Aries. Thank you, Aries. Who wants to go first?
0: Ezra does.
3: <laughs> yeah, Ezra I does. Do. Stand off moment.
0: <laughs> I uh, am <laughs> uh, something of a voice actor outside of the Sheridan tapes. Um, not in such a, a big capacity as I am for this show, though. Um, My biggest creative pursuit outside of this is actually for like a Fallout 4 mod project. Um, It's like oh, a cool. free DLC that's being made by fans. And I'm very proud of it. And it's called Fallout Miami. And I'm the voiceover director and one of the lead writers. That's so, so cool. So that's what most of my free that's, time goes oh, to.
2: Oh, that's Thank awesome. You. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I own a production company and have done crap loads of stage and commercials and a couple of films in la um and then all the other stuff with trevor and virginia you know like uh the the pirate one was my favorite virginia oh yeah siren's gold day. from homestead
4: we, in the corner yeah yeah
2: we just have such great chemistry going back and forth when we're bickering <laughs> yeah I, I think that led into kate and bill totally. in this one where it's just sort of Drop the accents and keep going. <laughs> you know? It, just, it was so much fun. But that was for, for voice and stuff. But yeah, I've done a, a lot of musical theater and um, a lot of just stage comedy usually. And um, yeah, and then I just work on commercials and shorts and things like that. I'm always looking to do more too. You got something? I know, right.
0: Like, please, someone put me in a
2: musical. Um, I want to be in a Fallout 4 mod is what I want to be. Jesse, you're hired. Anybody know who's doing I can doing find something for you yes! if you really want to. <laughs> I will, because I play the shit out of We Fallout cannot Roy.
0: pay you. No one's getting paid. <laughs> Don't Sweet. care. I got you. Baby. I got you. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful.
3: One time, I saw Jesse. Like, I heard his voice on television, like, real people TV. And I was hit oh, by this yeah. immediate, like, oh, my God. I know that person. It was very cool. And I called my roommate over. was like, hey, hey, this person. That's Jesse. I know him. And he was like...
2: Mm. Yeah, sure, Okay, whatever you say
3: um. (laughs) It was very exciting Okay, very exciting And I've been to loads of plays from people who are in the Sheridan tapes And honestly, this is, you know Kind of like, wow, I get to talk to them Like human beings It's very cool, they're such great actors
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome, we'll write back at you Mm -hmm.
4: Small stage and film projects Before this um, I have been acting for a while since I was in high school. Uh, I have a book of short stories that's out. Um, At least three other writing projects that I am trying to currently find time for. Uh, I am reading a lot and preparing to write for uh, season three of the Sheridan Tapes, doing some research and like getting my mind blown approximately once every minute while I'm (laughs) reading this particular book. That's uh, about fungus. That's all I'll say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and i've always loved musing and musing well sorry i'm losing it in this hot dog crate i've always loved music and crafting uh all kinds of creative stuff so that's me
3: um i haven't acted in a play in a while now there's been quite some time but uh you know i've acted in plays before some shakespeare and I did epic poetry competitions for a while because there's nothing more fun than, you know, dressing up as a Roman and shattering what people think you can do. And uh, I'm working on several books, actually. I say several because I get so many ideas and you just have to write part of one and part of another. And one of these days, that's going to be a thing. I haven't done much voice acting outside of Trevor and his podcasts. There was, on Homestead on the Corner, a couple that I was a part of, which was very exciting. And I definitely forced my sisters to listen to it. And uh, I don't know if they liked that or not. (laughs) 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 Um, Besides that, you know, um, I have a problem where I start a project and then I get really invested in another type of project. So right now I have three quilts that I'm making for people. And also I'm embroidering a dragon on the back of a vest that I'm going to make. and you know, embroidering sarcastic things. And someday, if I can get everything together and stop getting distracted by reading, I will be selling things. But uh, I have a pathological problem with not being able to put a book down, mm. and I have a lot of books. <laughs> so that that could be a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. <Yes. laughs> well, I think you all know what I do. You know, the lion's share of my acting has been for my own projects um, in the Sheridan Tapes and Homestead on the Corner. Uh, I did uh, three kind of stage production type things, uh, in the year before the pandemic, uh, which was pretty much the only stage acting I've done. Um, and I've, you know, acted in a few of my own short films through high school and college. Um, but yeah, that's about all of the acting I did. And most of it has been learning on the go with trying to make this podcast. Um, in terms of the acting side of things. Uh, besides that, in terms of creative projects, what's coming up next is Tales of the Echo Wood, which is in its final week of its Kickstarter campaign now. Um, we'll be producing that with uh Jesse Hogan and Sam Taylor from the Sheridan Tapes. So super excited for that project. And at some point I'm still I'm still working on uh a, a book, uh Selkie. I've announced it before. It's uh gonna take a little while to get done um more than i thought it would but you know still hoping to put that out at some point but
3: it's very good it's very good and
1: yes, yeah, ami is one of the two other human beings who's read it so <laughs> nice so yeah so that's that's what i do
3: your first book series what about your first oh, entire book yes. series that you have published yes
1: yes uh oh uh yeah yeah uh <laughs> i self-published a series of four <laughs> short uh fantasy books called uh the Graysland tales um which those are you can find those on com if you wanna look at those. Um I'm the reason I don't mention them is they were they're very much my first book. Um there were a lot of lessons I learned writing that that um were not fully applied when I was writing it. Um I'll just say that. And but, <laughs> but
2: yes, that's that's yeah.
3: don't you listen to him. They're very cool. They're very good, and you should read them.
2: I think more people don't have a first book than do have a you know, first yeah. book. So I think that counts that you should always. Okay, right. mm-hmm. it's, it's just I have so many other it's projects my first to mention. Book series. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Oh, and I'm a networking whore. So I forgot to mention earlier, Stainless Films is the name of my company. So <laughs> look it up. Stainlessfilms.com. That's YouTube. a pun oh,
4: on his last name, which is Steel. <laughs>
0: Me just now learning this about all of you. I didn't know any of this.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I'm available to Bye do back. stuff for people. Yeah, call same. me. <laughs> all righty. Well, <laughs> I think that's that's our last question, right, Virginia? It sure is. Excellent. Anything anyone else wants to say before we call it a night?
3: I want to take a moment and say that you know, Aries. I think you're very cool. And it's been very exciting looking at your fan art of the characters. Oh yes. God, yeah, Um yes. very cool. I don't, I don't know if you understand the depth of this emotion, but uh, I just really appreciate you in general.
2: Oh, the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ares made me a muppet. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I can ever say. There's nothing I can do to beat that. <laughs> you you,
1: have, you have, <laughs> <laughs> I got to be You've a earned muppet. Earn Jesse's eternal gratitude for me. <laughs> uh huh. But <Yeah. laughs> I'm jealous. You know, very muppet. jealous. That's all
0: I got. I think. Um, <laughs> Yes, just a very big thank you to all of the fans of the Sheridan tapes because you have no idea how great it feels to like see the live tweet threads. Like, Please, always, always at me with things about Ned. I always want to see it. <laughs> Same. That. I have never been like, oh my Same. God, someone's talking to me about Ned. I want to see it. So thank you so much <laughs> if you're sending those to me. That's great.
2: Oh God, I can't believe all the fans. We have such good fans and how many mm. downloads we have. I mean, it's incredible how well this show is doing and uh yeah that's all yeah. because of the fans and that's you know <laughs> it rules we love all of you we Trust. don't
1: advertise this thing We we you know we don't have a budget for marketing it's all you wonderful people sharing it out and being so wonderfully enthusiastic and creative and excited about the story we're all telling and it means the world to all of us so thank you so much yeah. Yep. It really does. You guys make me
3: want to get Twitter, which is a big deal, you know? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: Only follow
4: Sheridan Tapes people and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
4: <action>. Um, <laughs> uh, Virginia, yeah. you want to say anything? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Having almost 600,000 downloads just from word of mouth is incredible. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this project.
1: And I hope that you have a good day wherever you are. Absolutely. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This one was a little long, but I hope it was fun. And we'll see you next week for the behind the scenes crew and writers. Questions and answers. Special number two. So thank you all very much. See you soon. Take care of yourselves. Bye bye.